dude. Dude. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Dude, absolutely. Dude, absolutely. Yum. Want some? The treat? Wasn't me. <laughs> oh, jeez. Funny boy. John, this is your favourite. I'm just trying to make friends with Pete because in a moment he's going to have his medication and then after that I'm going to be uh, looking at taking him back to the sanctuary. So uh, this sweet corn is his favourite food but God I, I tell you what he is a handful. He's just all power. To hold him like this it feels like I'm holding on to he's all one power. big muscle. I'll try again. Ah, there you go. Yum, 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 yum. That's it. Look at that. That's good. That's good. Look, he's eating it like a beaver, chewing through wood. Yeah. Ah, oh, yum. Yum. With a good snack of sweet corn in his belly. It's so angry. With yeah. It's like that. It's like that. Uh, the uh, chimpanzee with the banana, or the ban oh, yeah. baboon with the banana. It's an orangutan. Is it orangutan? Yeah, it's an orangutan. I put it in the video for whatever fucking episode yeah, yeah, that yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so two things. One, when I was a child, I wanted to be an orangutan uh, so bad that like at daycare you grew your limbs to the length of an orangutan. Yeah, so at daycare, when everyone <laughs> when we'd like play house, you know, at daycare because it's like a million little kids, so like. Yeah. Someone's like, I'm going to be the mom. And then, you know, alpha kid's like, I'm going to be the dad. Go outside. You know, whatever. Oof. I would be like, I'm going to be the orangutan. And everyone was like, <laughs> ooh, this kid's insane. <laughs> yeah. So that was me on the child. Okay, so. Um, the only memory that I have of, like, the whole playing house thing, um, my neighbors, we would play house all the time because they were all girls and we were all yeah. boys. Yeah. And I don't know if I was dad or what, but somehow we came to let's fill Chris's sweatpants with sand. <laughs> and they, f we, I like tied, like they filled my pants up with sand and, and I tied a knot so that it wouldn't like come spilling out of the top. Yeah. I think I stuffed my pants into my socks or something. Okay. And I was walking around with sand pants. <laughs> and then it's all fun. But then that night I like jumped and I slept on the top bunk yeah. and fell off the top bunk because an ant bit my nutsack. Probably because you had sand pants on. Sand pants, <laughs> <laughs> dude. That's such a funny. <laughs> I'm just thinking about like that is like as an infomercial that plays at like 3 a.m. for people who can't travel. <laughs> <laughs> can't can't make it to the beach this week. Bring the beach with you with sand pants. <laughs> oh. He's just a guy sitting at his desk. His pants are like bulged out to here, but he's got a nice little area to make a sand castle in his pants. <laughs> Doug, what are you doing? God, we could film that sketch. Yeah, for sure. Fuck, that's funny. <laughs> and then the the super fast voice at the end of like all the disclaimers. Man, Grease Riz for getting your nuts act bit my aunt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, okay, so started watching Scrubs, right? Yeah. Love it. It is fantastic. <laughs> it's so good. It's Dr. Cox is amazing. 
So he might be the, the best, best character in any show I've ever seen. You'd never seen it before? No, never. Oh. I'd seen like, you know uh, when they were doing reruns on Comedy Central? Oh, yeah. Like I would see that before something else would come on. You right. know, like the very end of an episode or like I'd be switching through channels because like I'm pretty sure Comedy Central was like the channel before or right after Cartoon Network because it's they're both Viacom, you know. So, oh like, yeah, I yeah. Think like in the channel list, they were like right there. I think you're right. So, actually, they meant that might not be entirely true. When I was growing up, I think Comedy Central was 50 and Cartoon Network's 47, but I don't know. Doesn't matter. It's true. Okay. So anyway, started watching Scrubs and I fucking love it. I had been getting recommendations to watch Scrubs from like a million people forever, and I just never. All the people that I was getting it recommended to me from were people that like. If I had taken their recommendation on something else, it was always some dog shit thing that I hated. So I never watched Scrubs. Because I was like, oh, this person told me to watch Scrubs. I fucking do not trust this person, so I'm not going to watch Scrubs. And then it turns out it's awesome. Dude, we are What's fucking JT and uh, Turkleton. JD. Why did I say Who's JD? Tur- I'm, am I Turk? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm Turk. Except I'm not black. Because you got that big old dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm always saying oddly Jewish things. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But uh, what have you had that before? Have you had that moment where you're like, oh, I was wrong. This is actually great. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bunch of times. With Like with what? <laughs> this is such a stupid one, but... <laughs> Have you heard of iZombie? Is it a movie? (laughs) It's a show. It's a TV show. Uh, Fucking the lead singer from uh, Matchbox 20. What's his goddamn name? Rob Thomas. Rob Rob Thomas. Thomas. It is a Rob. It is a Rob. Also, it's Mac. But yeah, so he wrote a graphic novel for iZombie. Rob Thomas did. (laughs) And then they (laughs) turned it into a TV show. And it looks, it's so fucking stupid. It's stupid. But at the same time, fucking hilarious. Or like, like Lucifer. Like it's trying to be funny or it's not funny. And it's No, it funny. is funny. And then and then it becomes endearing. Like it's one of those, it's a sneak attack. Like at first you're like, this. what a dumb fucking premise. But you have three solid ass actors in it. Okay. Like there's a bunch of dog shit ones. But the main like villain... Is like, like a anti-hero almost, where like he's bad, but sometimes he's good. And That's how I felt about the boys. Mm. Like the guy who plays like the main badass, you know? I forget what his name right. is. Right. Yeah. Well, I know exactly what you're talking about. He's awesome. He's Love the him. fucking best. Love the, like, you know, definitely me if I was in a superhero show ca- character. <laughs> That's like terrified of everything. Your girlfriend gets smashed to bits. God, I hope not. But uh, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. By the way, you know who that is in The Boys? Like who that actually is as a person? No. I <laughs> think it's Dennis Quaid's kid. No. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I'm pretty sure Meg Ryan is his mom. <laughs> really? Swear to God. Wow. Yep. He is Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan's son. That is insane. <laughs> Which is hilarious to me because Dennis Quaid, Jack uh, Quaid, yep, bingo. Wow, but yeah, so pull. but dude, so back to Scrubs though. So how far into it are you? So I think if if I'm correct, I'm like episode one of season two. Okay, episode three maybe. 
Um, season four, there's this big turning point in the comedic writing that is just so tasty. Oh, it gets better. Oh my god! Because like I love it now. I think it's hilarious now. Yeah. And well, they started letting the some of the actors write and direct some of the oh, shows. So like they that's good. They the that cast loved their characters so much. Of course they did. That like it be, yeah it becomes this beautiful fucking thing. And then you know where I'm going with this, Mara. It gets bad because they got railroaded by the fucking Screen Actors Guild going on strike. So all the writers, if you were a union, had to go on strike with the union. So No. Yeah, yeah. So what was supposed to be the final season is like just not great. I think that was like 2007, I think that all went down or early 2007. Yeah, something so, like so that. So so it's a bummer of an ending. Yeah. But other than that, it's excellent. I mean, the final episode is is great. They tried to do some other shit afterwards. Okay. But, like, I think that's season seven. Yeah, because it started in 2001. I thought there was, like, 12 seasons. I think there's nine. Yeah, but there's a spinoff, and then there's another season. On Hulu, there's, like, I'll have to look. Maybe I'm totally wrong. But on Hulu, it's got all of, it's maybe nine seasons. Oh, maybe. So a couple of those are basically dead to us. Yeah. That's what we were saying. Okay. You're just not going to want to watch them. Yeah. It'll be a bummer. But season four, okay. <laughs> Dr. Cox, <laughs> my favorite scene out of all of the episodes, he wants new computers for the nursing station. Okay. And they're like, they're not going to adjust the budget for us to get computers. And he's like, well, obviously this one's broken. And they're like, what? And then it cuts to... Sorry, girls. Dropped my computer. Yeah. And then <laughs> zips back in. He's God a, damn it. So he's funny. So funny in that show. The way he talks to JD and Turk. Well, really everyone. But like the boys in particular yeah. is so fucking awesome. It's like he's he's I love that JD has those like cutscenes where like Dr. Cox is his dad, you know? <laughs> <laughs> he's like when uh when Turk like takes JD's patient. Oh like, yeah, yeah. The fucking Oh, who is that guy? Another he's in a lot of stuff, but he plays like it's the guy who like JD is like got him locked into internal medicine, and then he has to get a a refer or a, uh, he has to get a surgeon in front of the guy to be like, okay, here are your other options because Doctor Cox is like, oh, oh, why did you not tell him it's surgery? So then he has Turk come in, and Turk like totally, like you know, takes him out from underneath him. Yep. And uh, then when when JD goes to like complain to Doctor Cox about it, <laughs> and then he's like, oh, Doctor Cox, and then it cuts. And it's him like wearing little kids' clothes, and he jumps onto Doctor Cox's lap, and he's like, "Who's my big boy?" <laughs> oh God, I love it! It's such a good show. It's so, so many, good. So many good moments. We also have Caitlin and I've been watching Community, which I uh, I know. See, that's one that I refuse to watch. People keep telling me to watch it. Here we go. The other one that I was going to bring up today was one that, like, you know, where I was like, I don't know. Like the people have recommended this to me. Mm-hmm. It's pretty fucking great. Yeah, I love Dan Harmon. He's like one of my Mount Rushmore fucking writers. I just, he's such a dark son of a bitch. Everything he writes is him reaching out to people to try to normalize the way that he is as a human being, 
And that to me is so goddamn deep. And so all of these dark moments in like Rick and Morty and uh, in his uh, Harmontown and all of these things, he's just so clearly like he's on the spectrum. He's an alcoholic and he like, like always uh, derails his relationships. He's always fucking up his relationships, whether they're friendships, romantic, like, I just love that guy so much. He uh, he does a great job with the community. And you can feel him missing. Obviously, it was for a good reason. He did some bad stuff. But then he got his redemption tour back, you know, for mm-hmm. him to come back. And But those first, I would say the first four seasons, save for like three or four episodes, are some of the funniest TV I've ever seen. So, like, they do a, a Goodfellas episode. Like a, that's like full blown Goodfellas, where like Abed, I've never actually watched that movie. Holy fuck, Christopher! It is so good. Well, I don't know why I came here tonight, dude. The opening I scene in Goodfellas is right. That's Goodfellas, isn't it? Uh, I think that's Reservoir yeah. Dogs. Oh, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I've seen that one. That's also a great movie. Um, that's with all the colors. Uh, Sick. Yeah, maybe I just cut all of that out. Yeah, maybe, maybe it'll come that. up or- organically later. Maybe it, it won't. won't. It for sure won't. There's no way it can now because you already brought it up, and it was already <laughs> way better this way. So good try. Woo. So. Uh, oh, I got shock mounts are coming, so that that, that doesn't happen anymore. The dong noise doesn't happen. That's yeah. awesome. Sometimes uh, it's funny, but a lot of times it's just fucking annoying. I'm sure it is. Sure it is. So. Uh, the Goodfellas episode, or the the movie Goodfellas, first of all, is phenomenal. It basically follows. Uh, so Henry is like a non-Italian. I think he's half Italian in the show. Yeah, he's half Italian, like son of immigrants that they live in in New York, and he sees like across the street his whole youth, Polly, who's like. The leader of the the um, the local mafia family or whatever, like living the greatest life ever, you know. So constantly got like women and there's like always stuff happening there. Is he, Goodfellas the one with the Chantix guy? Yeah. Okay. There <laughs> yeah. We go. What's up? I'm, what's up? I'm Ray Liotta for fucking Chantix. <laughs> uh, but so then like it just follows like Henry becoming. Basically, like, I don't want to say the right-hand man, but, like, he builds up, like, his own, like, little crew inside Polly's gang. And uh, his life just fucking spirals. Basically, like, he finds cocaine and it's all over, baby. <laughs> but it's really good. Have I ever told you my uh, my aunt's story about the mafia in the 70s? N- no. Yeah, she uh, she lived in Brooklyn. And um, the mafia, once drugs started getting introduced, there was like a rift uh, because mafiosos wanted to do racketeering and like no drug shit. Yeah, because, well, yeah, because that was more traceable. And her uh, friend started dealing. They found out. They cemented him in his car and then pushed it into the Hudson River. That's horrifying. The funny thing is, like, when she was telling me that story, she was like smiling about it. (laughs) 
Yeah, so just they poured <laughs> cement in his car, and then they just kind of sent it careening off a bridge. Yeah. She's the best, though. That's wild. I know. That's fucking I thought, I was like, diabolical. Is I was like, that that, is. the movies, that should... I didn't think that that should actually happen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's I don't know why I said so it. Oh, right fucking bonkers. Um, but uh, Goodfellas is actually sort of loosely based on a true story. Really? Yeah, because like, the big heist they pull that like makes a name for Henry. And, I mean, De Niro's in it. He plays uh, Jimmy, who's like... He's Irish, but he's like part of the gang anyway because he's mm. a badass and he's a fucking psycho. He kills everybody. And then like Joe Pesci's character, who is like the only full Italian, so like he's the only one who can become a made guy. Mm. Um, it's like those three like run their own like syndicate inside the syndicate, basically. So they like run this huge job basically to to rob this plane that's coming in from Europe, and they take all this money, and it's like the most money that's ever been. Stolen at one time in the United in United States history, I'm pretty sure. Wow, is that right? What? <laughs> okay. Sorry, I was like, com- I wanted to show you a picture that kind of like tied a couple of things together. No, you're good. So, okay, so I'm, I'm fairly certain that up until that time, it was the largest. It was the largest robbery on U.S. soil. Wow, I'm pretty confident, and that actually happened. So, like, Henry exists. He's a real guy. Oh fuck! Yeah, it's like blow. Yeah, um, largest cash robbery. Yeah, it might be that. At the time, it's not still. Oh, I, don't think. I think at at the time it was okay, and I believe it was in the seventies, maybe the eighties. Seventies were know. fucking insane. Yeah. Yep. I uh I I watched this documentary series a long time ago called uh, the seventies actually. Uh, but it was like made by CNN, mm. uh, CNN Films or whatever. So they did like a '60s, a '70s, an '80s, oh, a yeah. '90s. You know I know what, what you're mean? talking about. Yeah. So the '70s. Tom one, Hanks is in it a bunch. He's in the later stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He does the narrating for the 2000s one. I think the uh, the '70s one. So the '60s one is crazy because of its own. Like there was so many insane fucking things that happened in the '60s. You know, like from from like in entertainment, you know, like with Woodstock to mm-hmm. serial killers, yeah, because that was a thing to cults, and like, I'm I'm pretty sure Manson started in like '69, yeah, because then the '70s, like the first episode, is called like Crimes and Cults or something, yeah, and it basically follows like all the serial killers of the '70s, yeah, um, but anyway, uh. They the other thing they talk about in in the seventies doc or, uh, series, there's like a full episode about terrorism. Uh, at home and abroad, they call it terrorism at home and abroad. Mm. So the terrorism at home thing, and this is like from the mouth of somebody who was in the movement. So this lady who was like in the Weather Underground, which are the people who bombed the fucking Capitol building. In, oh, in oh. the seventies, like literally put a pipe bomb in the Capitol building, like blew up a wing of the Capitol. I don't think they killed anyone. I don't think the Weather Underground actually ever killed anyone that they were intending, because they didn't want to kill anyone. They just wanted to cause yeah. destruction, you know. So anyway, so this lady in this interview seems like the sweetest lady ever. Like she's wearing a like a puffy scarf. Uh, she's got like the grandma haircut, you know. Just looks like a sweet, sweet woman. She goes, the sixties were all about love. And, you know, peace. 
And because nothing happened, the <laughs> 70s were just kind of about anger. Interesting. And, and you're like, what? And then she's like, yeah, we just wanted to take everything down. <laughs> you're like, you're way too nice to be saying this. But there were a ton of, like, I don't know what you would call them. Well, uh, there was like domestic terror groups. Yeah. Yep. Like, uh, what's, what the fuck am I looking for? Marxism. Uh, yeah. I mean, Marxists. Because uh, who was that? That person that uh, the all these little sects emulated. There's posters of him. It was like Che Guevara? Is that who you mean? Maybe. It's usually like, like a red poster and the dude with the beard. Yeah, he's right. Okay. 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 Yeah. yeah che yeah. Guevara. Yeah. Yeah, so like, he was a revolution, or uh, what? What would you call him? Yep, 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 yep. That's the guy. Yeah, that's Che Guevara. Uh, Cuban? Is he yeah. in Cuba? Yeah. So like, he was a murderer. Uh, yeah. At large scales. Um, sure. He, he looks really cool with his cigar. <clears throat> yeah, he's a bad guy. Really bad guy. Uh, I don't know why people idolize him. They're like, dude, Che Guevara was sick, and you're like, actually, bad guy. But yeah. all right. Um, so like, the 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 problem with like back then with the terrorist groups, I guess, other than them being terrorist groups, obviously, <laughs> was like there were so many different groups and their causes were like sort of aligned, but they were all separate from each other. So there was like the the Weather Underground, like I already mentioned, who the reason they got like famous to begin with was because they were like building bombs in this New York City home. And one of their bombs like malfunctioned and blew up. That's right. And it was right next to Dustin Hoffman's house, and that's why they got famous. Yeah, because Dustin Hoffman lived there, and that they, was it. They've recreated that scenario in so many movies. But then there was like, could you look up the people who kidnapped Patty Hearst? Yeah, yeah. They were like a completely mismanaged group of morons, mm-hmm. and they happened to pull off a kidnapping of the century, and that was like. That's the lady that turned coat and like ended up being on their yeah. side, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. They like got her on video, like walking into a bank with like an M sixteen, and they were like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" <laughs> what were they called? Uh, Symbionese Liberation Army. Yeah. They, so they were the Symbionese or Simeonese? Symbionese. Yeah. So like, people like were trying Was it to San Francisco or San Diego. I don't know. San Francisco sounds right though, because that's, uh, uh, that's where that's uh, where what's his fucking name. William Randolph Hearst. Oh, yeah, the yeah. The newspaper tycoon who was her grandfather. That's yeah. what he was But uh, these Symbionese people, would like, you know, people were, like, looking up, like, what is, what does this mean? And they're like, oh, it doesn't mean anything. We just, <laughs> we just thought it sounded cool. Or the SLA. Uh, what? You know what I mean? Like, it's just, yeah, they're out of How their about minds. this little history episode we got going on right yeah, now? Yeah, man. This is fun. Their logo doesn't make any sense I know, to isn't me. it like a snake? I don't know what that is. Yeah, it's like a it's like a seven headed snake or something. <laughs> it just looks like a doodle, like random. Yeah, yeah. You know what it looks like to me? It looks like somebody was sitting down, and they had diarrhea. They were sitting down. They exploded on the back of the toilet, and then the rest of the poop inside the bowl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The way you say that. <laughs> wow, insightful. That's not diarrhea. That's like an impressive. Length with no cut on it. That's that's a good. No, I'm just saying. Like the opening, the opening shot was like boom, and then it was like so we opened straight on the anus. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! Tight cut, pan over to nope testicles. Nope, back to the. (laughs) Oh man! 
Uh, how do you feel about me going to get a Diet Coke real quick? I mean, I feel the same about it if you wouldn't go grab a Diet Coke. Me too. Okay. You want one? Yeah. Could you, um, am I allowed to drink any of those or are those still decorations? decorations. You're a real piece of shit, Chris. <laughs> do you have any caffeinated stuff with little sugar in it? Thank you, Kevin. Kevin! Did you ever see that NBA clip where... Uh, yes. You know what I'm talking about? Kevin Garnett blocking the guy three times. And <clears throat> no, no, no. Shit out of here. Where uh, <clears throat> the uh, reporters or anchors, sports anchors, whatever, are uh, talking about something and you can hear some guy screaming, Kevin! Like, just like the mom. Oh, it's that's really funny. fucking hilarious. Oh, I thought, I thought you were going to tell the story about when... Uh, Kevin Garnett on TNT. It was a it was a live broadcast on TNT. It was uh I believe it was Nuggets versus Celtics. Because I think Kenneth Fareed was on the Nuggets at the time. So Kenneth Fareed, who was a small forward, I do believe, uh, goes up to hit a layup against the Celtics. And Kevin Garnett is the big man on the Celtics. And Kevin Garnett, notoriously, <laughs> insane blocker. Yeah. Right? So he goes up and just swats Kenneth Fareed <laughs> the first time around, right? Swats him. Goes, can't get the rebound. So as he's coming down, this is live on TNT. As he's coming down, he fumbles the ball, and somebody on Denver gets the ball back. And you hear audible, like very clearly on the TNT broadcast, Kevin Garnett go, damn it! <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then Kenneth Fareed goes back up for another layup, and... Kevin Garnett like swats him again, like blocks him a second time in like two seconds, and he's like, "Give me that shit!" <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then the ball comes back down, and then Kevin Garnett swats him a third time, and this time swats it out of the like out of play, and yeah. yells, "Shit out of here, N word!" <laughs> it's the first result when you have their their yeah. names here at the play same it, time. Play through your mind. You pass without looking. Driving Kevin crazy right now. Damn it! Give me that shit. Shit out of here. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we used to just like at, when we were watching like intramural basketball at NDSU. Nat would just be like, "Damn it!" Like somebody <laughs> would get a block. Damn it! Ah, oh, that's great. When are we gonna talk about our impending doom? What do you mean? I don't know. Have you not been depressed all week? I've been depressed all fucking week. Well, yeah. Same. Yeah, but. Not really right now. I'm just want to do it now. Right now. Oh, okay. okay you know right. what I mean? Yeah. Like, we can talk about it for <laughs> sure. What I'm saying is, getting to hang out with you guys has been very pleasant. It is nice. It's you so know? nice. Like you've been enjoying things, and like I'm, it's it's like rubbing off on me. I'm like, oh, like I'm enjoying it by proxy. Oh, because wow. I, that makes me happy. I engaged in some like mental self harm. I watched the RNC. Oh no. Um, I listened to this album that YouTube recommended me. It's and it simulates. <laughs> It simulates what it's like to get dementia. Oh, it's, God. It's six and a half hours long. Why would you listen to that? I don't know. I just, that's what I did. Here's, here's a tip <laughs> from, from this big brained fella. <laughs> Anytime a robot recommends you do something, don't do it. It actually recommended a review of the album. And then when oh. I was watching the review of the I album, I got pulled that. into the Was it the, the guy with the glasses? 
Oh, no. Hey. His shaved head. You know who I'm fucking talking about? Oh, I thought you were talking. Hey, dude. <laughs> guy with the glasses? No, dude. I'm also a guy with glasses. We're all people with glasses. fucking loser with glasses. Well, you are. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I thought you were going to drop, like, Matt Pinfield or something. But is that that's who that like guy a 20 is? some odd year old reference. Nah, the fucking. He's a YouTube guy and he reviews. Anthony Fantano. I love him, by the way. Fucking hate him. He's a comrade. He did a dog shit review of an album that I love. I he's wish I gonna remember. poop on things you like. Just yeah, but he's also gonna poop on Tom McDonald, and that's gonna be funny too. <laughs> I'd pay money to poop on Tom McDonald. When I heard Tom McDonald, I thought you meant Tom Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> like that's who it registered in my brain. I was like Tom Arnold. Yeah, you're supposed to pee. Why is, on, why is pee anyone on Tom talking Arnold? about Tom Arnold? Yeah, why is he relevant? Roseanne's that guy former husband that's insane. He is out of his mind. I like that Vice was Loves like cocaine. Vice was like, you know what? We like the direction you're going in. We're gonna give this a shot. And then you can just see it deteriorate and like they start including more of the crew in these things. Mm-hmm. They're like, No, Tom, that's not true. That's and he's like, but <laughs> We just start a business. And you're like, okay, he's up on the blow, King. Yeah, it's really funny. Blue. Um, he's out of his mind. Yeah, he is. Uh, yeah, so we had, a, you know, the week was spicy. Pretty spicy week. Yeah. <laughs> Are you reading it off of your no, hand? No, <laughs> I just, I rubbed my leg and like I pulled hairs out of my leg because oh, okay. my legs are so fucking hairy. Um. They're hairier than your legs, and you got some hairy ass. I legs. do have some hairy ass. Oh, legs. now with those socks. Mm. Tupaca. Is that oh. what's going on, Tupaca? Hell yeah! It's Chewbacca, but he's got like the blue bandana, and it says "Thug Life" on his stomach. <laughs> My mom bought it for me. She's like, "Cause he likes Star Wars and Tupac." <laughs> and I was like, "Mom, you're fucking awesome. Love ya." That is, wow. Yeah, this was the first pair of like very very funny goofy socks that i got uh-huh. and she just hasn't slowed the train down at all oh, I love she's it. crushing it i forgot to mention this remember my crap my pants story yeah i forgot to tell you i was wearing a pair of underwear my mom got me for christmas that has bob ross on it it says no <laughs> mistakes just happy accidents <laughs> <laughs> so the underwear that i shit my pants in said just happy accidents on it <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so spicy week. Oh, fuck. Oh, Jim Gaffigan has a joke. Uh, about shitting his pants? No, about spicy, because he's like talking about, like, you, you lie to your kids all the time. Oh, like, yeah, When you yeah, tell yeah. your kids not to lie, you're lying, because, yeah. like, you lie to your kids. I know what you're talking about. The way he, like, the, the first lie he tells is, like, you wouldn't like any of this ice cream. It's very spicy. It's <laughs> a so, good idea. It is. So, um... Yeah, spicy week. Not sweet. Yeah. Not super fun. Um, mental health wise, uh, I personally have actually been, I don't want to say better, but very manageable, very indifferent for me this week because all the shit's been going on. Mine has been all external this week. Okay. So, like, I've been having to be, su- be supportive, you know, check in on family, um, do things that like normally I don't do with such urgency. Mm. So it's like demanding uh, that I kind of set my own shit aside for a while, which is for me, it's always 
That's a, that's a really helpful way to decompress. Because then I don't have to actively be like, how am I going to take care of this? You know? Yeah. My fucking soul hurts right now, and I don't know how to deal with it. If you just help people deal with their own souls, sometimes that... Yeah, sometimes. You know, sometimes that makes a difference. Yeah. I don't... I, I can't speak to... Well, it's to like it. Mara was saying, like, you enjoying things rubs off onto her. That concept... I'll rub off onto you yeah, if you Yeah, rub want. off onto me, please. <laughs> um... So I'm in like a weird headspace, and then this morning, you do or don't watch King and the Sting. That's Brendan Schaub and Theo. I used to. Do you know who Thomas Dale is? Why does the name ring a bell? He's a he's a comic. Okay. But he's also a uh, like self proclaimed clairvoyant. Oh, owie. Yeah, uh, he's been on a bunch of people's podcasts. He did Ari Shafir's "This Isn't Happening." You know what I'm talking Ari about? Ari put him on? But not as a clairvoyant, like just... Oh, he just had as a, a comic. Yeah, he had a wild-ass story. Is this yeah, your boy? Yeah. That's, that's the guy. That's the boy. He gets confused with Todd Glass all the time. Anyways. I can see why. <laughs> um, so he's talking about... Good his... for Todd Glass for getting confused with that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, uh, so he says he's clairvoyant, yeah empath he calls himself a haruka empath which is a native american thing which oh don't like don't like that if you're i could tell you this (laughs) if you're not literally a tribesman (laughs) if you're not going home to stay on the reservation because that's where your family lives (laughs) you're not native american no go ahead yeah so what is that cultural appropriation uh yeah to a to yeah. the nth power so he says all this stuff and he's a funny dude but he said something that like turned my morning into what felt like a week because he said he is a haruka empath because he is bipolar and people with bipolar disorder are uh, better empaths so they're like more prone to be clairvoyant and to a sane well th- here's the thing so because i have my like i like objective truths yeah right yeah that's very you so i heard his thing and i went oh shit we are crazy like no. well go ahead because it, hearing him say that was like oh that so i wonder if like all mediums and clairvoyant people are bipolar because well bipolar and like uh codependency stuff is this feeling of like you have something to offer that nobody else has and i've always in the back of my mind thought that like in the way that i connect with people okay. like i'm able to do it in this way that most people aren't able to like get others out of their shell the way that I can do. I think that's true. I think that's objectively true. But the thing the thing that my brain did was like the reason why is not it's not because I have something special about me. My chemical imbalance throws a wrench in the machine of a normal conversation. And turns it into this weird thing where somebody else has to adapt. 
to the weird shit that I'm saying. And because I appear well-intentioned, it opens them up. You get what I'm saying? I I get it, but... Like, think about how I fuck with you guys. Yeah, but I don't mean to discount the angle you're taking on this. But you have an extremely biased angle to begin with. Because you've, you're seeing the world only through your eyes, right? Where you're at uh, in discovering yourself, mm. you're also taking uh, that self-discovery as an opportunity to like reflect on things that you believed to be true in the past. Sure. And so those beliefs, especially when you're in self-discovery mode and you're not doing so well mental health-wise emotionally whatever mm-hmm. you want to say yeah those those memories or those truths are very vulnerable to being manipulated in that moment and so well the thing is is so i googled like i just put it basic just bipolar clairvoyant and there were articles that played out kind of how i, I myself and i feel like a lot of other people who have uh, like manic uh tendencies the rather than um recognizing something as a coincidence like when when like when i'm listening to a song and i say we should get out of here and then in the song they say we should get out of here and you're like whoa that was a that was a wild moment but that definitely means we should get out of here so like that kind of thing happens to people and they then start to like extrapolate that yeah yeah misconstrue that into this like all of these other things have a deeper meaning rather than it's just a coincidence so in my life i would have these really 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 intense struggles where like nobody understood so much to the point to where like i remember ripping my room apart one time because I knew that I had this like deeper connection to like the universe basically. And nobody wanted to believe me. And because I couldn't convey these really intense feelings, I just lashed out and like literally destroyed my room and laid there and then had like delusions where like I was seeing my, I, and this is another weird thing. Like I've always thought that I had a connection with, the brother that was born before me who passed away from, from SIDS. And I, for some reason thought that I was unique in these ways that I could have connections to like otherworldly things, these external things that nobody else could understand. And after searching and like looking into these things, it's really just, and it's not that it's a negative thing, but it's very common. Like you think about like a beautiful mind, like we're myself and the like bipolar community are this close to being schizophrenic. So these delusions of grandeur are, are these like things where we're like, Oh, we have a connection with the universe or like I can feel like a presence here and it's speaking to me in this way. And like, even if they're not calling themselves clairvoyance or whatever. Oh, you need some, some slack. Yeah. Um, so I don't mean to cut you off. 
No, if, if go there's ahead. more you want to put onto that. So, first of all, um, and that sounded so confrontational. <laughs> the way I said that. I don't mean it to be. Um, I feel like there's some confirmation bias going on here, mm. where like you saw similarity in someone else's story, and they shared something about themselves that uh, you could relate to. So then you like took that blip and you popped it into Google, which is built to return exactly what you're looking up. You know, sure. So like immediately you're getting that confirmation of oh so like i'm right about the way i'm feeling about this or this connection that i feel like i've made it's it's more of a deconstructing thing because the like the way as like since i got out of treatment i've been like analyzing why i do things a certain way and why yeah. i feel so passionately about certain things so that i can do better the next go around mm-hmm. because when i even though i'm an atheist and like i like science all the way. Like I I don't believe in that shit, but I've always had this like sneaky feeling in the back of my mind that like I am connected to something in some way. Like when I was growing up, I, uh, I was at, you remember, did I tell you about the, when I did carpentry with my uncle? Yeah. And he was like, you're so bad. Go skateboard. Yeah. That house had these carvings in this tree. And I touched the tree, felt something super dark, looked at the house, and there was this door that was open. And I started walking towards it, and my uncle goes, we're not allowed to go in there. And I was like, oh my God, something horrible happened here, and it's connected to whoever carved their initials in this tree. So I did shit like that all my life. And there were, it would happen all the time, where like I would... I was at a lady's house. We we're looking at a job, and I was for some reason was drawn to this piano. I go over. I I'm not good at piano, but I just kind of was finding melodies and doing things. And I could hear the lady talking to my uncle in the next room, and she stopped and she came in, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm I'm sorry, I didn't mean." And she was like, "No, no, no. Nobody's played that piano since my my husband passed away. It it means the world to me that you're playing the piano right now." What made you want to do that? Do you know how to play? I was like, I, I don't know. I just, for some reason, was drawn to it. And so, like, shit like that happening throughout my life. And that those that's two examples. It happens all the fucking time. So to find out, it, like, it's a, like a bittersweet thing to go, this is what I want is to actually be like, because that causes so much anxiety to live a life like that. To think that there's like these like otherworldly, like otherworldly like hand you've got and powers. shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I've always wanted that to not be true, but I've always thought it in the back of my head. So to find out that the it's a symptom. M- yeah, it's it's mostly a symptom of what I've got going on, and so it's like okay, I can now let go of a bunch of shit. But at the same time, that it felt so unique, so it like hurt a lot. Oh, you know what I mean, dude. I get it. So I was like on the verge of tears, like all morning, yeah. being like, "I'm on the verge of tears right now." I yeah. get it, dude. Hurt a lot. <laughs> Do you want a hug? No. You sure? Yeah. I'd give you a hug right now, <laughs> dude. It just like 
Well, it's it's I like I don't want you to um, feel like like uh, when the truth hits you in the face like that, that it it immediately invalidates all the other exceptional qualities that make you. Yeah. You know? Part of part of that being uh, how you reacted to learning that is also speaking to the amazing quality qualities that you have. Speaks to like your ability to truly empathize with people, and then the other thing is like that, like deep rooted in your fucking soul is this desire to be good, mm. you know. And you learning that today doesn't take that away from you. It's just now it's like now you now you have the the uh, clarity to be able to like manifest that feeling in a way that you know is like tangible for everyone. You yeah. know, it's like you don't have to rely on um, what you thought maybe was the truth and then you've found out is not the truth as like your avenue or like your medium by which to connect deeply with people that you care about or people that you don't care about, but you know they care about. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. It's like if you found out from that woman, if you were playing piano, right? You walked in there, you were just drawn to the piano. Maybe, Maybe something in you was just like... God, I haven't played piano in fucking forever. Yeah. It's a beautiful piano. I'm not fucking doing anything right now. Yeah. So, like, I'm just going to play some piano. You know, you find out from the woman that, like, this meant the world to her. It's like that moment still exists. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just not driven by the thing that you think exactly yeah. it was driven by. What's like, the What's the word I'm looking for? I keep thinking like celestial, but that's not exactly paranormal. Like, yeah, paranormal. Yeah, I mean, it would be like um, getting on a plane, right? And you know, the pilots are standing there right when you get on the plane, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and like you get on the plane, and like there's one pilot there, and he's like, "Hey, everyone," you know, and you're like, "Thank you, sir. Please don't kill us," you know. And then you like get on the plane, and then when you're getting off the plane, there's like a different guy there, and you're like, "You're not the same guy." Uh, and he's like, yeah, no, I'm the actual pilot. The other guy in the beginning, he was the co-pilot. Uh, but, like, I actually got us here. And you're like, oh, all right. Well, okay. Like, we got where I was going anyway, so thanks for not killing us. That was great. And then you get off the plane. It's like the destination never changed. Right. The journey was the exact same. It's just, like, something else got you there. Yeah. You know? So, like, don't don't throw away all those good feelings that you have or all those great memories that you have. It's just like uh, uh, maybe you run them through a different filter. Yeah. You know, well, it's, it's like, that it's that like it is narcissistic in a way because I I thought this like even though I'm like a humble individual and I want people to feel like I sincerely don't ever want anyone to think that I feel above them, but because I had this thing in the back of my head, it always made me feel different. I don't know that it's narcissistic though. But it's narcissistic in a way because I'm thinking that I have something that you don't. No, but that would be that wouldn't necessarily be narcissistic. That'd be uh, without the. <laughs> this doesn't sound better. Uh, <laughs> but it's not the same. I I can't think of the right. It would be more of like an elitism sort of style. Okay. Thinking, right. So it's like you're not you're not putting yourself in front of people, like in your needs in front of oh, the others, okay. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is what narcissism is. Okay. It's, you're putting your wants in front of other people's needs, you know? And, like, you didn't ask for this. Right. You know? You just want to be understood. 
Yeah. Which is a very different thing than putting everybody, putting yourself in front of everybody else. It makes me wish that... It's not elitism, though. Because you don't actively think like, oh, I'm better than all these people. Yeah. Which is the definition. It was you know more like I have like a surprise. And <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, Got a surprise for you. It's my fucking dick. Anyway, <laughs> go ahead. But like the the way that like I can... I just have this way of being able to get people to open up mm-hmm. and to tell really quickly if they're going to be closed off to something or not and figuring out the way to get to them so they understand where I'm coming from. So I've always had this thing. That's just, that's just exceptional interpersonal communication <laughs> skills. That's what that is. That's what you have. You have that. That's why we connect so well. That's why you and Caitlin connect so well. But the, the thing is, is I wish I could go back to my younger self because I struggled so much. Like the big anxiety attacks that I would have were part into the fact that I couldn't get people to understand this like mysticism that I had that enabled me to connect with these, getting people to like connect these coincidences. Do you think maybe part of it was because you had all these older brothers that were cool? And you just they were to be, not cool. I know, but like, <laughs> but the way you look at them, you know, I mean, you liked them, didn't you? No. Well, my my the brother, my younger brother, the one below me, we connected ten times more than I ever even tried with my older brothers. I would try to get them to laugh, but like, I knew they were dorks and jocks, and we just weren't the same. So I never felt like. I want to be able to do. I want to be them. Yeah. Okay. So maybe that maybe that's not the the right person though. But like maybe uh, maybe there was just a piece of you that wanted validation and um, to be unique. And this was like the as a child the avenue that you found. So it's part was, was unique about you because nobody else had been talking about like this was their thing. So it's part my nature and it's part nurture too. Because when I was really little. Um, I somehow found out about my brother that passed away, right? Michael. And I would like tell my mom things about Michael. And when we first went to his gravesite in Idaho, um, I was the only one crying because I f- just felt so deeply about this place. And so my parents kind of, and it's not their fault, but they like they they played into this like me being able to make these to really deep connections and like yeah. do things that the other boys weren't doing and and then throughout life like I would just be able to do these coincidences that would make people think how how like that kind of answers the relationship with the brothers thing that I was trying to draw though it's like again. Here's a confirmation bias. Is I was looking for something to make my theory. Not that I'm a fucking psychiatrist and yeah. have any. But what I was trying to. It's like your identity, you know. Yeah. Obviously, was very tied very tightly to this one little tiny minute thing that you kept so close to your chest. You know. Oh sure. Right. And something had to plant that seed. And it sounds like it was planted. In part by your parents and in part by you, but yeah. but in part by your parents at a time that you didn't have control over your own identity, you yeah. know? And so, like, they had shaped the identities of all the people around you because they were your parents. Yeah. And so, like, the seed that they planted for you was that you had this special gift. So it's hard to, like, have that taken away. 
Yeah. Because like that's been a part of what you understood to be true about you your entire life. Yeah. You so know? It, it feels like it feels like I, I tricked a bunch of people because all throughout my life I would do these things that would like make people think something like magical was happening. Like I used to do this thing called scripture flip. So Mormon missionaries would come over. And even though I wasn't like going to church or anything like that, um, I would do this thing called scripture flip and I would throw it up in the air, catch it, point my finger at a paragraph, read it, and everyone would like be blown away by whatever it was that got read and how it applied to somebody's actual week that happened. And like there were, so there was shit like, so fucking coincidences that moved people in a way that they would then talk to me like, there is something very unique about you and you have a connection to these things that other people don't. And so, yeah, it but, just, but that's not on you though. That that's what I'm trying to that's what I'm trying to show you. Okay. That's not you or that's not on you. That's not your fault. Your your actions in those moments were not out of uh attempting to exploit people for their feelings. You were playing into the hand that they were dealing you and you wanted them to in a way it was selflessness that drove you to do these things. Because it was like you wanted them to get the answers they were looking for, right? Sure. And so you would do these things kind of based on their request, kind of based on the way you had read the room and like, oh, something needs to help cheer these people up. So I'm going to do this thing and it's going to hopefully inspire some confidence or some peace or whatever for the people that I care about. And so those people were drawn to telling you those things because you had a positive impact on them. But yeah. they but they sold it to you in a way that kind of framed the way you thought about those moments as more than just you being a good guy. Yeah. You know? It's like all scripture is meant to inspire and connect. The whole fucking book is written that way. Yeah. You're supposed to be able to point to any fucking part of the book except Revelations and be like, oh, this talks about today. Yeah. Although, based on the circumstances right now, Revelations a little bit more relevant. Anyway. I would say, like, that's not on you. You know what I mean? Like, the, what, the only thing that's on you, the only thing that you're truly guilty of in all of this is just wanting to c connect more deeply with people and be kind to them. And that's true, and you can't take that away from yourself. Because that's what I hear yeah. in all of these stories. It's just you wanting to connect more deeply with the people you care about. It's a scary thing too because I wonder if like cult leaders are bipolar no. themselves or well no I'm saying like sociopaths they're not bipolar they're not mutually exclusive though like the one thing could bleed into the other because I'll, yeah with these types of feelings conviction comes like you think about I don't know if you know anybody who is bipolar but like when you get into arguments with them they are very intense and 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 that's part of like why I always say, does that make sense? Because I want you to know exactly thing, what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. So, and and because in the back of my head, if you understand, then you'll kind of sway more to the my way of thinking. So that's where I feel like the narcissist part of it is. Okay. Is because 
it's a scary thing to think like I literally changed certain people's lives based on the way that I acted. Like there's people that I converted to Mormonism and I'm not fucking Mormon. And I hate that religion so much. And I did this thing that like, that's these people's lives. And I gave them like a lie. So I, but are they living a horrible life? I don't know. No, I, I think that's more of a, uh, 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 what's the kind of question that you ask that you doesn't need an answer? Rhetorical? Uh, yeah, That rhetorical. is a rhetorical question. Okay. You, a, free will is the most powerful thing. That That's what makes human beings human beings. But when you are able to, like, you you know my intentions all the time. Like, yeah. I'm, I never sway from, like, how I feel about people and all of those things. Yeah. So when you interact with somebody like that, I feel like you lean more towards trusting them because you've seen them with their conviction and their intentions yeah. and all of these things. Yeah, but um, conviction isn't inherently a bad thing. I get that. At all. Conviction, what I was going to say is conviction isn't what makes... Uh, well, I'm saying when you have conviction in like the paranormal... And you think, hey, I need you to know that this deep thing that I feel is going to change your life. And that's why I'm doing this thing. It's not that I'm intentionally trying see, to but, fuck see, up somebody's but, life. But like when I have that, when you have that framework, y- you can lead people in. But like, the an- so, so the, so the antithesis know. of conviction would be insecurity. Right. OK. Right. Just like lies are the antithesis of truth. OK. I got you. you see what I'm saying? What makes a cult leader a cult leader and what makes a i would i guess call them like a tele or a, um a con artist in the that realm yeah what makes charlatan them, there we are look at you i love that word yeah so what makes a cult leader a cult leader what makes a charlatan a charlatan is their intention of preying upon insecurity using conviction okay yeah and you are missing that key ingredient but that's the scary thing is i've always said like i'm on the verge of being an other thing what could have happened that would have made me stop thinking about what could have though (laughs) that's the thing it's it's so hard to do because you're right now you're in a time of deep reflection so so you you want to play out the scenario in every possible way yeah but the truth is that's not what happened because it's not who you are. See what I'm saying? I do. You could have been that, but yeah. you're not that. So you didn't do that. That key ingredient, the the predator style of thinking, is not how you operate. Yeah. You are, and I hate to say this in such a weird way, you are prey, Chris. <laughs> you prey. Okay? Soy boy. So... <laughs> If a guy's running around in the apocalypse times and he's grabbing, scooping up boys to turn into his little fuck club, Chris is going to be one of the boys in the fuck club. That's true. And I don't mean that in a bad way. What I'm saying is you don't have predatory instincts. I got you. What you have is very much berry picking instincts because you just want to get along with everybody. (laughs) Yeah. If given the choice to pick up a basket or a spear, you're picking up a basket. Have you ever... Because al- you can flip the basket over, you can sit on it, and now it's a chair. Have you ever almost crashed a bike? 
I have done both crashing and almost. But you know that feeling where you like. like, (laughs) Yeah, that feeling. That feeling is what like I like looking back on my life. I'm like, I can't believe I, I was this close to being that. I I get that, but um, I it's going to be really hard for you to escape that sort of feeling that you've got. But I guess the best way I could tell you is, like, the reason you're not that is because you're not that. The reason that didn't happen is because that switch doesn't exist on your switchboard. Yeah. Because predatory nature is, I would say, far more, uh, it's a dominant trait. It's not a passive trait. I'm I'm not barred from that, though, because romantically, I was a nightmare. I sabotaged so many relationships because I convinced girls. I would say I love you so fucking fast because I was like this deep feeling. I feel it. It's for you. That's not predatory, but that's insecurity. That's looking, that's seeking validation. Oh, I have this feeling. And the only way that I can feel valid about this is for the other person to say this about me too. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It's not, it, you're not being a predator. All of that to say. That would be like, okay, so predatory relationship wise is the guy who fucks people who don't want to fuck them. <laughs> it's called rape. What? I believe it's pronounced rape. It's actually, it's a long A. <laughs> it's rape. Rape. Yeah. Ugh. But yeah, so it's just, that's, so that's, that was my fucking morning was going. It's hard. Especially because you're alone and you're at work and you fucking hate your job. <laughs> so you're just full blown cyclone spiraling. Yeah. That's it was bad. That's I, tough. I texted Kim and I was like, I'm freaking out, man. Kim texted me. She was oh, like, really? hey, uh, just, you know, want to let you know. Chris is having a little bit of a bummer today and why don't you look out more? And I'm like, yeah, I can do that. But also, I hope this chat has helped you feel a little better or at least kind of brought some clarity. Yeah. It's like I said. It's a, it's that bittersweet thing to go. Like I've I I have been saying it since I got out. You wanted a show on A and E. I wanted I a show it. on A and E. I want to be little people, big planet. <laughs> what is that? Little penis, big brain. The show is little it's, people, big world. There it is. I watched a lot. It was of pretty it. close. Oh, I thought I was thinking more like. Uh, what if all of the Staten characters? Island medium or whatever. What called? if all of the characters on Captain Planet were little people? Captain I, Planet? I think th- he's our hero. Do you not know Earth, Wind, Fire? What? You don't know Captain Planet? No. That's Theo Vaughn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, is that real? No. I oh. mean, Mara will pull up a picture and blow your fucking mind, but. We really needed this part of the show, by the way. Mara, you are. Yeah, you're the best. Yeah. Also fucking hilarious. Yeah. So you see that? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I just saw Theo Vaughn today, and as soon as you said that, I was He's like, right there, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Actually, if you if you haven't, so obviously you have not. If you haven't watched the episode with Riff Raff on Theo, oh, podcast, I've seen it. It's one of the best episodes it of really any is. podcast ever because I can't believe they to, didn't start a to kind of come full to kind of come full circle here, right? Back with a Theo Vaughn podcast, but different one, sort of, but sure, sort of same full circle. Um, that switch didn't exist in Theo Vaughn, so it didn't happen. Riff Raff is Theo Vaughn. <laughs> the only difference is 
there was that switch in Riff Raff that was, I'm going to be an obnoxious white rapper. Do you know the tale? I know his brother. Riff Raff. Riff Raff's brother? Like you know him as a human being? Victor Simcoe. Wait, Riff Raff is Eastern European? Yeah, his brother was almost a pro snowboarder. Insanely good. So fucking talented. Uh, so we knew about Riff Raff before he blew up. And it was a joke. Riff Raff was doing that shit to make fun of rap. And then got so engulfed in it that he became the guy. But That's so amazing. many people called him out or like tried to call him out initially. So this is what I was thinking that whole time. Oh. Has anyone seen Heathcliff? I'm no. sorry. No. I couldn't get it out of my brain and just like <laughs> Riff Raff Riff Raff is a white rapper. I, I got a buddy. Yeah, we talk about Heathcliff. Who who this isn't this isn't his real name, but this is what we call him because this is how we talk to our friends in okay. this little group. Everybody's got their own ridiculous name. They call me D Train. That's where D Train came from. Uh, like Nat is Big Cat. Uh, Jerry, that's not actually his name. His name's Jared, but we call him Jerry because he hated Jared, or he hated Jerry, so we just called him Jerry. And then he became uh, Larry O, uh, or Jerry O first, because of the whole Barack Obama, the the early years video that came oh, out with yeah, Peel, yeah. and he's like, never sleep on Barry O, so we <laughs> started calling him Jerry O. And then he became Larry O. And then... Uh, the Hobbit came out, the movie, The Hobbit, mm-hmm. and there's Thorin Oakenshield. <laughs> so we started calling Jerry Larry Oakenshield, and then he became Larry Oak, and then he became Ticket Oak, and then he became Ticket Oakenshield. So like he's got 70 nicknames. There's another guy in the group. I'm not going to actually name his name because... What are we it? talking about? Well, I'll get there. So... <laughs> We call him I Brian. love the etymology of this nickname. Yeah. So we call him <laughs> Brian Christ. Uh, oh, I love it. Yeah. So uh, part of it is because he had really long hair. Part of it is because whatever. Anyway, uh, he looked exactly like Riff Raff. <laughs> and he was Riff Raff for a Halloween party. And people thought, because they were all hammered, that Riff Raff was at the party. <sighs> and I watched like a couple girls be like, oh, my God, is that Riff Raff? <laughs> Are you tiptoeing under your chardons? <laughs> He's like, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. I love that. Was this what we're talking about? Yeah, that's Riff that's Raff. Raff. He also looks exactly like Josh Donaldson, who plays for the Twins, which is like very weird. It's crazy that you know Riff Raff. Well, I don't know him. I know his oh, brother. I was going to say, you should, have him, you should bring him on the show. I know his brother. Uh, Do you know his brother well enough to get Riff Raff on the show? Probably not. Because he, he got Ooh. annoyed. He got annoyed, obviously, super quick. Once he did blow up, then everybody was like, you got to, you got to, what the fuck? We have to be able to meet him now. Oh, so like he's, is Riff, is Riff Raff the real guy? Is as a real person, is he like a, a big douche now? Yeah. He, he, like I said, he literally was doing it as a joke. And then because it was making him famous, he just kept doing it and so now he's that guy i don't the weird thing is like so so off camera same guy i was gonna say people have caught him acting not like his alter ego yeah like an andy kaufman situation yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. i like it but andy kaufman yeah 
It's another one of those. Jim Carrey. Dude, that's... Did you watch that documentary yes. about him being yeah. fucking Kaufman? I didn't see that one. Oh, he he literally acted like Andy Kaufman for six months? Yeah. He he. I mean, it was the most, like, in-depth method acting. I mean, you hear about, like, Jared Leto as the Joker, like, sending people. None of that would have happened had it not been acceptable for Jim Carrey to literally be Andy Kaufman. Yeah. And then, when he was... Oh, uh, that's who so is, meta. Who is Andy Kaufman's alter ego? Oh, ah, shit. So it was like Andy Kaufman was Andy Kaufman oh, when he was on stage, and yeah. then he had that other guy that he like his character. Yeah, the the ver- like that was um, Tony Clifton. Yeah, yeah. So on days that he was shooting as Tony, he became Tony Clifton. Uh, and like before he had the Tony Clifton makeup on, he literally would be like driving around drunk driving around the yeah. like the um studio park and like wearing a paper bag over his head and like talking like Tony Clifton because he didn't have his makeup on yet. So that movie's better so than Man the movie on the Moon, they were making. That is yeah. really interesting. Uh, yeah. So Man on the Moon is not good. Nope. But he did though shot for shot remake that when he does Andy Kaufman does the Steve, Mighty the... is it Mighty Mouse? Here I come yeah. to save the day. Yeah. He they he literally did it shot for shot like it's timed out exactly the Each same. Beat. Yeah, beat for beat. Yeah, that's what I was there looking for. Is, yeah. So he's uh, that's one of the saddest. That little part of that interview where Jim Carrey's like, when they're like for the documentary, they're kind of talking to him like, "What are you doing, man? Like, why'd you do this?" And he's like, "I didn't really want to be Jim Carrey, so yeah, I just became." So, but they're talking to, he's talking to them as Andy Kaufman saying this. So he's like, they're like, can we talk to Jim? And he's like, Jim's not here right now. But like, I'll talk to him for you, I guess. And they're like, all right, like, we just really want to see Jim. We haven't seen Jim in a while. Yeah. He's like, Jim doesn't really want to be here right now. And they're like, why? And he's like, Jim, uh, I don't know. He just doesn't really like being Jim so much. And you're like... Oh, yeah. You're the most famous comedian in the world right now. Yeah. And you fucking hate yourself. That's hard to hear. But it says a lot, you know? Anyway, should we do some brought to you buys to <laughs> kind of put some air back in this balloon? Yeah. Hey, should we do a little can? You don't have to if you don't want to. Did you say you want to kiss? No, can we hug, though? Can I give you a hug? You want a hug? Yeah. Come over here and give Papa a hug. (laughs) Is this, uh... What's his name? So this is like the... The industry's follow-up to the Care Bears. To the Care Bears. That's what this yeah, is. Yeah, actually, good point. They uh, because like my my version of Captain Planet is Barney. The, well, they wanted people to care about like um, the Earth. Yeah, the Earth, and so Captain Planet. They were like, well, how do we do it? And so they made Captain. Well, that's Planet. what the Care the Care Bears were like. They wanted people to empathize be kind you know mm-hmm. the one so. of them on the show is even heart 
Like yeah. their their power is the heart. Yeah. Right. And there's Captain Planet. Then I had Barney. I can't think of what came before Barney for me though. I think it was just like Barney was. My I think name. Sesame Street was like the only yeah. only game in town. Yeah, Blue's Sesame Clues. Street and then Barney. Blue's Clues was like my brother's age. Okay. Um, but like I was never. I mean, I was. Oh, I was a Barney guy. <laughs> Kid, Barney guy. <laughs> like twenty five. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, shut the fuck up, guys. Barney's on. Uh, no, but I was more of a Rugrats. Rugrats was my show when I was. Oh, we led. Did I sing you my my Barney song? Clean up, clean up. No, Mar. I know you haven't heard it. I wanted Landon to wash his hands, which is perfect for the climate right now. So this is the Germs version of the "I Love You" song. Okay. I hate you. You hate me. I fuck up your whole body. I'll make you feel sick and sometimes shit your pants. Why don't you just wash your hands? That's a great song, Chris. It would have been relevant like 30 years ago. Re- <laughs> relevant fucking right now. Yeah, yeah. Well done. You, you, my, I caught my brother like watching Barney like, and he had the, the door locked because he was like too old for that. Oh, show. I thought maybe he had the door locked because he was... That triceratops. Because Ex- he was exploring himself. <laughs> he, he didn't lock the door for that kind of stuff. Oh. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> I can't tell if you're helping or hurting, but please don't leave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost done. <laughs> oh, uh, fuck. You got the uh, the stein of truth? The stein of truth. I should get some googly eyes for the stein. <laughs> the blind. We could call it the blind. The blind. I think there's only a few today, but the yeah, time. there's only a couple. Three. Right, write some fucking brought to you guys and send them in. God damn it! Yeah, we really need some. It's not that we're getting tired of writing them, but newsflash, <laughs> <laughs> they're hard. They're not. They're not easy. When we're having a rough fucking week, it's hard to get all silly, Billy, yeah. and make these goddamn things. Plus, how am I supposed to? How am I supposed to write one and then not? Have an expectation set for how it's going to go. Yeah, yeah. That's see for like for for the people that listen. Mm-hmm. If you're worried that we're going to be like, oh, that was stupid. Oh, I wrote diarrhea down two <laughs> weeks ago. Like it doesn't get dumber than that. We have reached the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, I got I, I got fucking rug burn from the bottom of the barrel. I'm, I'm wearing Crocs and rolled up sweatpants. <laughs> you guys are going to be just fine. We're all good here, folks. Okay. This episode of Dude Absolutely is brought to you by Pleather Daddies, offering the most voluminous variety of vivacious vegan vests. No bull. Use coupon code FAUXPAPA at checkout. <laughs> FAUXPAPA. I like that. Who wrote that one? It's me. Oh, that's a good one. Plus, it kind of felt like you were trying to get me to fuck that up. Yes, that was actually my intention. Yeah. And I, I think I managed to do okay. There were there was voluminous was I wanted to say voluptuous but that wasn't right. I spent like ten minutes on a that was well done. thesaurus well to done. try and get that alliteration. That was good. I'm gonna fuck this up. I know it because I want to say that <clears throat> the line. This episode of Dude Absolutely is brought to you by the Holy Hand Grenade of Antioch. <laughs> One, three, two, fuck. <laughs> 
Is that what it is? You know what I'm talking about? I love about? that verse. Yeah, he, he goes like one, two, five, three, sir. Three. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's what he does. I love that that voice, dude. Pull the pin, count to three. And yeah, he can't count to three. But there's like a whole like list. Like He should not <laughs> count so to dumb. proceed to four. Oh, yeah, three yeah, Three is yeah. the number. <laughs> this episode of Dude Absolutely is brought to you by the Ginsu Blade. <laughs> Remember that fucking weird blade on TV? It's back, baby. Pennies are now worth nothing, so cut yours up, melt them down, and sell them back to the government. <laughs> I don't know. That's so dumb. Do you know the government spends, I think it's $13 million every year making pennies? Yeah, it's insane. It's been going on for decades. <sighs> We've been and, losing money the making amount pennies. Of, the amount of pennies they mint every year is about $8 million in pennies. <laughs> so we're losing $5 million a year on pennies. This episode of Dude Absolutely is brought to you by Bob's Butt Plug Emporium. If it's not on our shelves, it's in ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Oh, Thank you. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things to say. I started doing it like seven years ago, just to my brother-in-law. That's fucking genius. Well done. Thanks. If it's not in our shelves, it's in ourselves. <laughs> See, hey, that's the could British. Could you guys go back uh, and check if you have any of these in stock? I know we have it in stock. <laughs> <laughs> the... <laughs> Instead of, you know, like in Target, they have yeah. the, the box where the receipts go. <laughs> <laughs> they have a box where they drop their butt plugs and go. <laughs> um, Do you have your own tote bag? You can save five cents. Do <laughs> <laughs> you have any toilet paper? Um, that's uh, that's the British voice I can do. I don't even know if I can replicate it right in this moment. But like you do the like the snooty British. Yeah, voice. yeah, yeah. Mine is the. Uh, why do they bring these dirty peasants around here? The the one where it's you like it's almost like they're from Connecticut, but it's British. I know exactly what you're talking about. That's kind of like Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, uh, like yeah, uh, Mark. Get, we were talking about British accents before we started recording. It's like uh, you got any Brit? The guy who's uh, <laughs> not a, I was like Bolton, trying to think. Do Ruse Ruse Bolton. Roos, Roos Bolton in Game of Thrones. He's he's the Ramsey. guy. Ramsey. Well, Ramsey's his kid. Oh, Roos is the one who goes, Lady Sansa, and it's, you're like, Ah, she's fifteen. <laughs> you're scary. But he's the one who created Ramsey Bolton. Ramsey Bolton is after after Bitch Boy dies, he becomes new Bitch Boy. I've not watched a single episode of Game Holy Kids. fuck. Watch it. It's great. Why did I say it like that? Mm, I'm not a fan of... Don't do it. Have you seen the, the South Park bit, though, with the Game of Thrones theme song? Chris. Okay. I'm not a big fan of, of Rapier and uh, Incest. Yeah, those, those are kind of two big tags. <laughs> those, those who have <laughs> right out of the gate. That's not like the substance of the show, though. <laughs> but you gotta get through that stuff to watch the show, and I don't want to. You don't do actively that. watch any rapes, I don't think, in the show. 
there's a lot of very uncomfortable moments where you're like, ah, you shouldn't be doing that. But the really touching stuff in the show is so worth it. Okay. You think so? Even the the last season? Even like the last two or three seasons? <laughs> I got to tell you, when when uh, when John falls in love, uh, when he's like banished north of the wall and he falls in love, it's one of the greatest moments. Yeah, but you're talking about when the show life. was good. Yeah. But see, you're, eventually you're going to want to watch the whole thing. Yeah. Because of the way the show is set up. It's not like... I didn't think it was as... I could stop watching Scrubs at <laughs> season seven and be yeah, yeah. fine with it. Yes. But Game of Thrones, you're going to want to continue watching. I didn't... I know everyone hated the ending so much and it was so bad. I didn't think it was that bad. I think people just love to be totally outraged with how things are. Sure. Was it my favorite ending to a show ever? Absolutely not. Um, I just... Th- I just... Especially that last season, it just felt so empty well it was so rushed they just like you that's could tell I, that yeah, yeah you could i'm tell not that. i'm not gonna say like it was it ruined my life yeah but i don't i don't want to watch it yeah i wouldn't i don't know that i'd want to re- rewatch yeah. it yeah. i don't know that i'd want to rewatch it unless i got through season six and was like eh, yeah it's it's hard to like because it's such a, a drastic drop i think well, in they quality just, they too. change the way you view the very pivotal characters. Yeah, it, so it's so yeah. Like, uh, you've it's, done this the whole show. Why are you doing it again? But anyway, it falls apart. Like the uh, the, the people that the I want to hear your British accent. Describe I, I this in a British. Like a, <laughs> do it. I don't just have a line that I can say. <laughs> it's like me doing accents. Yeah, I'm so bad at like. I, but usually, I don't use the accent unless I'm like talking to the dog. Is it right? So, like, every time I try to do British accent, it turns into Australian. That's yeah. New Zealand. More so, New Zealand, right? Yeah, because I'm getting Concord. See, but like, you're you're some. Everyone has their like niche version version of an accent that works for them. I think the only time I can do kind of a real steady British accent is when I try to do it like this, you know. Yeah, I only say like one, like so the dog will be barking because they want to go out or whatever. I'm just like, you want, mate? You want? <laughs> I swear on me, mum. And then that's, that's about so it. Like that's all I got. Or like, that's good. Uh, yeah, that's. But we do the like the deal, like you know, kind of this kind of guy. I go. That I went to the Eastern grocery Europe, store and I spent like dollar and thirty two. You know. Oh, okay. So your that's your, uh, that's your northern, uh, or Scandinavian, uh, that like spent several summers abroad in Russia. Yes. Yeah. 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 But I mean, the only. European accent I can even come close to doing is Russian. <laughs> you cornhold yourself too. Oh fuck! You know what we haven't talked about is the fucking the Batman trailer. Oh yeah! I just redlined the fuck out of that, dude. So excited. <laughs> okay, super excited for what they're doing with the Riddler. Yeah, because the Riddler has been a little bitch boy forever. Not that I don't like that. I love Jim Carrey. Um, what I'm saying is every other Batman character is a fucking vicious, dark, angry yeah. manipulator. And the Riddler is like a silly fuckboy that Batman just has to deal with because he gets in the way of him solving his real problems. Like His, his whole intent was 
to show his uh uh his why am I his fucking... mental prowess yeah over Bruce Wayne or sure. over the Batman that's yeah. all he was there he didn't he wasn't there to cause like you know horrifying tragedy for the world he just wanted to like he just fucking hated the Batman yeah whereas I feel like the Riddler in this trailer is gonna be a real scary boy <sighs> I love and it I love that I think they're setting so the way that they they're doing this Batman the the reason why he didn't say when the guy says, who the hell are you supposed to be? And he says, I'm vengeance. Yeah. The reason why he didn't say I'm Batman, I think they're setting up. Have you heard of the Batman who laughs? Okay. So in, so the multiverse, right? There's all different kinds of Batman. The Batman who laughs is about the, uh, Joker dies and he had something attached to his heart that released Joker toxin. And it got into Bruce. And it was a very special kind. So it was very unique to when he dies. He's like, somebody else is going to be the fucking Joker. So he gets hit with this stuff. And his descent into madness and becoming basically, yeah. That's that's intense. It's that's so some, That's like Hellraiser. He is stuff. the most, like, in my opinion, like the most evil character that DC has ever made. He's so he's 10 times worse than the Joker because he has the intelligence of Batman. So he knows all of these things about the justice league. So he dismantles every fucking superhero. So goddamn good. Definitely suggest reading that series. It's incredible, but they're set like the way that, and Batman normally when he incapacitates somebody, that's it. Robert Pattinson's version goes in for extra licks just because he fucking hates anything that resembles the the individuals that killed his his parents. Okay, so that's a really different take than I had. Oh. Well, it is supposed to be year two as well. So he's only been Batman for one year and we're picking or he's yeah, we're picking up in year two of him being Batman at all. That's what right. the movie's about. Did you ever so. see Hellraiser? Woo! Like I, I looked up like the full image of the the Batman who laughs. There's, uh-huh. there's got to be inspiration here for sure. So, um, wow, that kind of rocked my whole theory though. But I don't. I still feel good about my theory. Okay. Um, the League of Shadows arm of the Batman story mm. is in every arm of the Batman right. story. He all. In every single version, he went to the League of Shadows, got fucked over because he doesn't want to kill anyone, and Ra's al Ghul banishes him. Yep, 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 yep. All of them. I feel like we're getting post-Batman Begins Batman. Okay. But earlier in his own timeline. Yeah. Because Robert Pattinson is younger than the Christian Bale that was in Batman Begins. Right. Which is closer to how it would have been in the comic books. Yes. Because he leaves after school. Mm-hmm. He doesn't leave after running Wayne Enterprises for like however the fuck long Bruce Wayne was. Yep. Until he was like, I can't do this anymore. And Jim Gordon looks younger. And black. Yeah, which he should be because yeah. Jim Gordon is black. That guy's voice? 
is Jim Gordon. I also, love it. You know he's in uh, he's in Westworld. You should watch Westworld. It's a fucking great show. Okay. But, um, yeah, he he plays. I think is his name Leonard in West Westworld. I don't know. Um, but he's fucking awesome. Uh, he's gonna be an insanely good Gordon. Yeah, Jim Gordon in uh, in several of the comics is black. Oh, really? I, I believe so. Um, anyway, uh, he he looks exactly how you would picture Jim Gordon. Like it's like the, this is Jim Gordon. Anyway, all that to say, um, Penguin is also the other villain, which speaks to how early in the timeline this is. Yeah, which means it's pre Joker. Because Penguin existed before the Joker did. Right. Because Penguin's far older than the Joker, and he was already the crime boss that... Do you remember? Well, act technically, so what's his fucking name? Ray, Rainier? Falcone? Rapier? Rapier. Uh, the Joker's actual name. He was the Red Hood first. The Joker? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So, so I think that it's possible... That may, probably not in this movie, but the Red Hood is going to be alluded to, and then there will be a rebirth of the Joker in that way with Robert Pattinson. I think Joaquin <gasps> is going to enter this. I think that's why they did the Joker first. I would lose my mind. But the so thing it's is, not so the same people, director. people have analyzed that and said that the timeline, it wouldn't work because Joker is in the 70s. And the guy who crashes into that funeral has an iPhone, so it's present day. Okay. Fair. But do you know the other theory of about Jokers? So Jokers have existed for a hundred years. Oh, that like it's just they're just passing on the seed. So maybe that's what it is. Well, eventually one of the Jokers finds Dionysium. And so that's that's what Raza Shit, Ghoul, That really throws my whole because my whole thing was like, I thought they did the Joker. I didn't realize the Joker was going to be an independent movie. Then that's what it is. It's oh like, yeah, it's it's a, supposed it's to be total. Yep, exactly. That's a bummer. But I it's th- not because they're going to do a second one. Okay, because okay, because and that's where I thought like at the very end of the movie, the Joker. I was thinking that little like where he's running, where he gets out. I'm like, oh, this Robert Pattinson Batman is going to be tied directly to this. But obviously not. Yeah. But but that was in my brain. I'm thinking, you know, that's he's the perfect villain for Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Because the reason Heath Ledger's Joker was the perfect, the the exact perfect villain for Christian Bale's Batman, is because their uh fucking listen to me voices had the oh. exact same. Arc, sure. When J- when Joker does the like while he's filming the guy and mm-hmm. he's like, "Look at me," you know, and you're like, "Oh God, he's so scary." Yeah. Um. Or he gets real close to the old man, mm-hmm. and he's like whispering, but it's like all deep voice. It's the same as when Christian Bale talks as Batman. Yeah. So I get what you mean. They yeah. complement each other. Right. And uh, the. Uh, the like Mark Hamill Joker, and then the bad guy, who, best Joker ever. It's not even close. Well, it is close, uh, but animated wise, he's fucking fantastic. Did you ever, dude? You're a Batman guy. 
the first game you play for streaming. Oh, Arkham Asylum? Well, the Arkham games in general. So Arkham Asylum is the second one, I think. Oh, okay. Or maybe it is. Is it the first one? I thought it was, because that's when... Well, because I've, I've played all of them. Oh, okay. Except I just don't know if I have the timeline right. But it at any rate, like, man, the it's so... I thought Arkham City was the first one. Oh, that actually sounds... I think that's what it says. Yeah, I think you're so right. So it's like Arkham City, Arkham Asylum, then it's Arkham Knight. Nope. No. No, it's Asylum City, Origins, Knight. It is Asylum that's, first? Yeah. Okay, so Arkham Asylum, have you played that? Mm-mm. One of the greatest video games ever made. That's what and I've it's heard. literally about it's the Joker. The opening to that fucking game, Mark, can you pull up uh opening credits Arkham Asylum? I thought that was the what what's the one where he goes against Scarecrow? Uh is that City? Well, yes and no. I mean he does in Arkham Asylum too. But but there's one where Scarecrow is the main villain. That might because he kidnaps silly. Batman and hooks all of the, the fear. That might be Origins. Oh. Well, but he does that in Arkham Asylum, too. Oh, he does? So here's the beauty of Arkham Asylum, is as a Batman lover, which you're deeper into Batman than I am. I'm more into, uh, like, Star Wars. and You know what I mean? Right, yeah, yeah. So that's, like, my realm. It sounds to me like your realm is, like, DC, big time. DC and Marvel. Yeah, so... Um, as much as I love those things, just like you with you know Star Wars, whatever, um, you get a taste of all of over the for- course of the first two games, Arkham City, first three games actually, Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, Arkham Origins. Over the course of those three games, you get a taste of every single major Batman villain. Over the course of the entire fucking time, I love it. So like. Opening credits to. Is, it, is there a spot you're thinking? Let me see, of? dude. How long is it? It's ten minutes. Did yeah, you so Did you see the the trailer for the new uh, DC game that's coming out, where Batman dies, and oh then God. the Knights of Batman? Oh fuck yeah, that's gonna be awesome. They're introducing the Court of Owls. Two hours later. Okay, so we can probably pause it here. Because I don't want to give away like the intro to the game. The intro. I mean, there's still like five minutes left, I think. But uh, that was basically... So what ends up happening in that game is Joker gets the entire band of everybody together inside the prison. So all of the locked up villains, mm-hmm. like Kaz and uh, Poison Ivy and um, Scarecrow... Like, you have, like, they're, like, mini-boss fights against all of them. And that's, like, on your way to getting to Joker. I love the concept of, like, he wants to lock him up, but knows full well that if he gets out, Arkham is set up to work against Batman. Like, that concept is so wild because of the way that they created everything. All of those villains can use everything that's there against the system, which right. is terrifying being right. like, okay, this will all work as long as we get them in the cage before they have a chance to use right. all of the shit that we have. Right. The thing that really makes this game, I think so excellent. Like it's not criminals in the streets of Arkham. Okay. It's all the people that Batman's put into prison. 
against Batman. Fucking love it. So, like, as the game goes on and, like, you get better, so do the fucking criminals. Yeah. And then it requires... But the other thing that's really cool is, that, like, it's a button sequence game. It's not, like, a... It's not, like, a full-on free realm game like it oh, is. Oh, okay. But, like, the fighting sequences, which are have won so many awards, are just, like, if you tap, like, X and then wait the perfect amount of time and tap X again and then, like, triangle and then square and then triangle again like he'll do a particular thing but like you can also just tap x a bunch of times Mm -hmm. but you get these like where you get points for each like battle encounter thing and they like refill health and they do all kinds of stuff but like um you get combos so it's like it's kind of like mortal Kombat in that way where like you get your combos devil may cry was a big one oh Fucking love Devil May Cry. Because I've, I've, I think I've seen the combat in this game, and it makes me think of <gasps> what's, what's Devil his name? Is it Damien? Dante. Dante. Wait, is it about like Dante's oh. Inferno? No. Oh, I've never heard of Devil May Cry. It's basically like um, I don't know how you would describe it. Like half Deadpool, half Batman, and a lot of anime like influences. Okay. And, like, it would be such a rad show. Never seen that boy? No, I have. Okay. For sure seen that. And that, he's actually changed quite a bit as okay. as the games have progressed. But, like, yeah. the first one came out in 2001. So it is, okay. like, an older yeah. title on PS2. Yeah. But it was, like, a huge deal. Like revolutionary. Yes, it looked it insane. It obviously influenced. I'd be willing to bet that the people who were behind the development of Devil May Cry, maybe had some influence on the Arkham games then. But yeah, like the combat in Devil May Cry is like, there's a bunch of enemies and you can like combo them and like it, it counts it on the screen yeah. for yeah. you. Yep. Yeah, and it'll tell you like how- You take their how souls rats. too, right? Yeah, after you kill them, like it, they give you a little yeah. health bonus. Yeah, so in this, in this, you get bats. There you go. So there. It's awesome. It's like when you knock the final person out, you just get all these bats. But that's, dude, it's so fucking good. It's so good. Do you think that's where, do you think like the coronavirus is actually Batman's fault? <laughs> so have you read the, the books where he's like a fascist, like dictator or something? Ooh, Batman? Batman? Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. I've well, seen, yeah. I've seen Superman when he's a fascist. Okay. But he is born in Russia. And yeah. He we wants just got to that movie in. Yes. yes. My name he is tries to Clark Kent. He tries to put the moves on, uh, you know. Uh, Diane, but she's like, "Whoa, hold up, buddy! I munch carpets, not cocks." And yeah. he's like, "Oh, good, cause I fucking hate sex. So let's just be partners." Do you like vodka? <laughs> because that is my love language. It's if re- you have Kirkov, we are in good shape. It's really funny, like that 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 little interaction where like he tries to kiss her, and she's like, "I, uh, I live on an island full of women, buddy. What do you think I prefer?" And he and he seriously goes, oh, good. Then we can just talk politics and like, just wants to be business guy all the fucking time. This version of Superman asexual. So, <laughs> yes. And, and also my and also my uh, bat or my my Superman uh, weapon of choice is not laser eyes. What I, do you think I about throw a crowbar? What do you people. think about the premise of like? a comic book series where Batman is the reason that the coronavirus got here because he ran out of bats in his own cave. <laughs> so he had to outsource. 
<laughs> gets him from the wet market. <laughs> or no, Alfred has to go Here's do it. it. <laughs> just, where is he? Alfred. Uh, sir, where is who? <laughs> the bats I ordered. <laughs> um, There are no more bats. <laughs> I have to go to Wuhan. <laughs> oh, man, and there could be a new villain, the pangolin. <laughs> Let's write this. <laughs> I'm into it. Uh, other villains like like mandolin and all these weird like definitely super Asian stereotype things. Yeah, yeah. You can, well, and you could introduce <laughs> Fauci. Hurrah, I am the walk. F- Fauci is like the Jim Gordon. No, Fauci would be like uh, uh, Mayor. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, Don. Uh, fuck is his name it's in that trailer all over the place don something but yeah but he would be like the mayor yeah yeah and then you know commissioner gordon or you know whatever would be like uh aubrey <laughs> <be> like, james <laughs> commissioner gordon huh? would, commissioner gordon would oh. be like uh dave portnoy <laughs> <laughs> the barstool guy because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like he tells people to wear masks, but he also is like gruff and like you know whatever. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> or no, 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 no. It wouldn't be Dave Ford. <laughs> It'd be Tim Dillon. <laughs> he keeps saying outlandish shit, and Batman's like, Tim, 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 Tim. back on track. <laughs> Ah. Okay, that's a really funny. That is funny. I like it. So uh, this actually kind of sort of ties into my premise, my test that prem for the week. Do you want to jump into that? Let's do it. Okay, it is eight thirty. We gotta make a jingle. By the way, you want to help me make a jingle for test that prem? Sure. Fuck yeah. Okay. It's Pikachu. It's Fuck! I think reboots are the reason that Donald Trump is president. Okay. Because. Uh, Hollywood uh, ran out of ideas, <laughs> and so they were just like, "What if we did Hawaii Five O again?" And everyone was like, "Yay, Hawaii Five O!" <laughs> and then they brought back. I mean, they, they're they're bring, in the process of bringing back the West Wing. Really? Yes. It's Please ridiculous. Say that's they're like a re- joke. No, it's real. Okay. They're remaking or doing a reboot. Not remaking, doing a reboot of The Mighty Ducks. Okay, I'm on board. I love The Mighty Ducks. Greatest movies ever. They're making a show. That doesn't work for me. That's so weird, because I actually have in my notes how there should be a prequel television show. It's not a prequel. It's a postquel. I understand. I'm just saying- And Gordon Bombay apparently plays like- You remember when um, in in the first movie- uh, like the Hawks, the coach of the Hawks is like oh, yeah. dynasty guy, total dickhead. That's apparently the role that Bombay is playing in this new version. So like the the ducks are the dickheads. Nice. It's like oh, this is like Karate Kid. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. So anyway, so there's that, right? Okay. They've inspired people to look back at how great things once were. Oh my god. And so all these people are like, remember when blacks didn't have rights? <laughs> <laughs> TV gold. Whew. 
So that's why I don't. I'm. Uh, to, you know, the obviously, idea is obvious, fantastic. Yeah. And obviously, disclaimer: I don't think everyone who voted for Donald Trump thinks blacks shouldn't have rights. Um, they but, just think they shouldn't have gun rights for some reason. <laughs> but I do think that nostalgia is why there's a 74 year old <laughs> lunatic in the White House. That's really well, that, that's really good. I think they did Thank that you. on South Park. Did they really? They had the member berries. I've what? never seen an oh, episode okay. of South Park Look in it my up. life. Well, okay. I think I I'm sorry I didn't mean to shit on you, but No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> I think they I think that's what that that I'll uh, look it up. Yeah. That's what the premise is? Yeah, it's just like it's hard to describe cuz it's literally, literally like these little berries that say, "I remember. Remember this?" Yeah. And it's like around and the election time and Garrison is Donald Trump and Huh. I'll have to t- check it out cuz Oh. I know yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Um is it Mr. Garrison or Mrs. Garrison? <laughs> Detransitioned at some point in the show. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. They're like, hey, how can we shit on trans people again? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, well, let's do this arc and that'll just that'll do it. See, I'm trying to figure out which one I want to go over. I'll do this one. <clears throat> Since we talked about rollerblading last week, it reminded me of a story. I was skating at the skate park or the St. Cloud Skate Plaza. And I'd been skating with this skateboarder for like hours. We were going like trick for trick on stuff. And it wasn't until I got to my car that he was like, holy shit, you've been rollerblading this whole time? Like somehow he didn't, it didn't connect with him. And so like we're talking and I go to sit on my car to take my skates off. And he's like, whoa, you're a rollerblader? You know what they say the hardest part about rollerblading is telling your parents you're gay. And I've, I had heard it so many times yeah. that I was just super done, super over it. And so I go, you know, actually, I didn't take my skates off. I kept my skates on. No, actually, the hardest part about rollerblading is pulling my dick out of my boyfriend's ass and putting my skates on. And I was slowly wheeling towards him as I was saying this. He's like, (laughs) and then ran away. (laughs) It's like, what the fuck do you think this is, guy? You gonna call me gay, and then not expect some gay shit to come your way? Right. Yeah, I hate that stuff. I had I had my fucking <laughs> moment where we talked about this. I this was one of my other premises. It's like, but the, it's one of those stories. It's a story that like I don't know because well, I, so I want to display to the crowd like who here skateboards right do that thing and then and then go who here has heard the old adage about rollerblading and then someone. I don't know that adage, so maybe there's a different way to go. You've never that. heard that? No. Mm-hmm. So maybe that, because you're, one, if you ask two questions like that, one, you're relying very heavily on the fact that everyone claps when you say, who hears skateboards? Skateboards. Or a significant portion of the crowd. Yeah. Then you're requiring that portion of the crowd to also have heard that adage and make up for the fact that other people won't have heard that adage. In order for the rest of the joke or the story to go well. So maybe what you do is you approach it from the, the side of like. People say this about skate. We're about rollerblading. Yeah, yeah. Don't use the adage. But people say, you know, that rollerblading is like. Do you know where that. So you've never. So what is it? Tiny Giants? Little Giants. Little Giants. Oh. That's where it came from. That there was a sketch where Aziz Ansari wants to rollerblade. 
Wait, little little. John Sorry, the... I'm going '90s football film. Oh yeah. no no no! So, is it they might be giants? I forget. Aziz Ansari, these two other cats, had a sketch show, and one of the sketches was, um, somebody says the hardest part about rollerblading is telling your parents that you that you're gay, and when Aziz buys these rollerblades, he has to sign a contract that he's going to go and tell his parents that he's gay. And so he gets the rollerblades, goes to his parents, and he's like, I guess I'm gay now. I just wanted a rollerblade. And that's like the whole... So for a solid decade, that was the joke that got told over and over and over again. Human ne- giant. Human giant. There I've, never, I've never heard that before. All it, you have to do is strap on a pair of rollerblades and skate around, and someone will call you the F word out of their car. Oh, yeah. For sure. I mean, I've rollerbladed a lot. That's never happened to me. But I also wear hockey rollerblades, so maybe that's the kicker. Maybe. Who knows? If you do it at a skate park, though. Okay. So it's niche. Like, that particular part is very niche. Yeah. But but the story itself is good. Like, it, not good. It's It can be made into very funny, yeah. for sure. You just got to flush out the, like... So rather than... So I would say, for those of you... Who don't know, I used to skate. Not that kind of skate. Aggressive inline. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like play up on all the funny things about it. Right. And then right. And so I gotcha. um because <clears throat> it kind of goes in line with the and you can take this premise that I have not yet been able to do on stage because of everything that's going on. You can use this premise. I'm you're welcome to use it if you want to, to play into this whole thing where we've talked about like why is it that bro dude guys are the guys who are like will use the F word like that mm-hmm. are the same guys that'll like walk into a room with all their best friends and be like, who wants to get their fucking dick sucked? Oh, yeah, yeah, Daddy's yeah. Daddy's home, you know? And you're like, yeah. what? You just call the guy in the F word for rollerblading and now you're offering to fucking give out hand jobs. Yeah, now you're offering offering to rub out your best buddy. Before you go to the bar so he doesn't walk around yeah. with a boner when the hot chicks show up. <laughs> yeah. I've I've actually told I've I've told a bunch of people about about that. Because it comes up all the it time. Came, it fucking came up to me yesterday. <laughs> Literally, my like I was golfing with people and somebody said something about this like super broy guy that they golf with that like like makes will say like they had to literally like Tell him, like, hey, man, you can't fucking say that word anymore about the F word. Yeah. And uh, and then they were like, and he's also like the same guy. Like, he'll always be like, you guys want to fuck? You know? And I'm like, that happens all the time. It's not even pent up, like, hiding their homosexuality. It's literally they just, like, think it's funny to offer to suck people off. Yeah. And you're like, that's... It's funny if I do it because I don't say the F word all the time. I'm not simultaneously condescending people that yeah, do yeah. that for pleasure or to pleasure their partner. Mm-hmm. And then, you know what I mean? I don't know. I like the, I like the, I like you doing more story stuff. Yeah. Cause you're a good storyteller. We also have such unique to you, but universally true, like messages oh. in your stories. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. My turning point for like when I stopped, like, being because I, I obviously I I used like 
doing gay shit to people as like a punchline because I knew it made them feel uncomfortable. Yep. A uh, friend of mine, shout out to Bryden, Bryden Given. He's an amazing human being. We're friends, and he saw me doing like playful gay shit to other people, right? On Facebook, making all these jokes. He th- tries to throw in a joke, and I message him and I go, Hey, man, just so you know, like, I would do this if a girl was saying this stuff to me because I'm with Kim and like did this weird, like, automatically because he's gay it when he does it there's some kind he of intent b- yeah, behind it right so he was like what the fuck are you talking about you guys were doing this stuff to each other i just am you gotta remember that i'm one of the guys yeah and i was like oh fuck dude yeah me me Doing that stuff on the side doesn't negate the fact that I'm one of the guys. Yeah. Yeah. And I sure. was like, God damn it. It was like a, a big turning point for me to be like, I'm still, even though I'm like huge gay rights, I'm still using it as, um, God, what's the fucking word? Exoticizing almost. Wow. Because. Vocab <laughs> king over here. <laughs> Sheesh. Well, I learned that from you. You taught me the word. You don't remember? I don't remember when I use amazing language, Chris. Oh, okay. It's all part of my lexicon. (laughs) 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 Whoops. But yeah. Anyways, that was my 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 little point that I wanted. I like it. I think I think uh, like I said, I think there's opportunity for you to flush out like where what makes it funny before the funny happens. You know what I mean? Because people are dumb as hell, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean almost everyone. Like remember when dudes were all wearing pink polos? (laughs) Yeah. Remember when they were all from Connecticut for some reason? <laughs> Fuck Connecticut. I'll say it once, twice, forever. Yeah. Uh Yeah, I mean it's it well there's the like it goes like hand in hand with like was that guy wearing puka shells? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Cuz like if if you're going to call someone gay, you know? can't be wearing puka shells. Yeah, you can't hop in your Nissan and blare Ace of Base <laughs> running away from me. Hey, man, Technotronic doesn't exonerate you here. <laughs> Quit hiding from your feelings, Trevor! What train are you going to ride, man? <laughs> Come on, ride the train. Oh, that's a good jam. Come ride it. That is a good jam. <laughs> that's the That was the intro I used one time for uh, Petra's Picks. Oh, yeah. Yep. I love that fucking song. What a selection. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, did you have a premise? Any... Oh, shit. Yeah, I can uh, go over. Let actually, it um, it's based off of one you made a couple of weeks ago about liking Pokemon when maybe it was a little oh, too yeah, far yeah, along. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it made me think about that awkward transition. Like, no one tells you to stop watching Nickelodeon, <laughs> but you're yeah. supposed to kind of figure it out. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I shouldn't. Oh, I don't want Beyblades anymore. Yeah, like yeah. And you don't really know when that is, and it's it's weird. Yeah, and I just imagine like, uh, like a teenager or tween or whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> they 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 go into their room. They close the door. Doesn't have a lock though. They just kind of closely close the door. They turn on the TV. They turn the volume down real low. And they put on Rugrats, <laughs> and they're just watching Rugrats. And they're just chill. They got closed captioning on. <laughs> and then like one of the parents comes up and knocks on the door. Like, hey. Hey, what's going on? Like, why is your why is your door closed? And they're like scrambling for the remote. They're like panicked, and they change it, and then they crank the volume, 
And then the, the parent comes in, like, what's going on? And they're like, nothing. I'm just uh, watching scrambled porn and masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you know you're too old. That's good. I like that. That's a sort of similar real life thing happened. Guy I went to high school with, uh, huge stoner. Literally, like, every year for Halloween at school, he would put, a, like, a cooking pot on his head. <laughs> that was all he did for his costume. He'd just walk around, and the teachers would be like, what are you, Johnny Appleseed? And he's like, I'm a pothead. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so he was, like, at home listening to, like, The Carter Two or something, <laughs> you know? And his dad, like, came in to, like... He was, it was, like, his moment knowing, like... God, I can't like wait. To, I'm too old to live at my parents' house, even though he's like in high school. Uh huh. His dad like came into his room and he was like smoking a joint in his room, and his dad was like, "Kevin, what are you doing?" And he's like, <laughs> "Dad, get out! I'm smoking weed in here." <laughs> his dad left. His dad was like, "Okay." And that was like he was like, "Yeah, I gotta get out." Like, they don't <sighs> give a fuck anymore. I like that idea that though. That is a great like, premise. yeah. And then the mom to be like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because really, yeah. like, like you're flipping s- the situation. Because normally the situation yeah. is you're trying to get it off the scramble right. porn. There, that's di- there's a sketch in there. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, because that one visually, almost I feel like hits harder. Because like, could ha- you imagine? Let's play it out, right? So it's you. You are the one that's watching Rugrats. Yeah, and Royal is your mother, <laughs> and we have him like in a wig. <laughs> <laughs> All you hear is like quiet. It's so low, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Royal, Alex. Oh, uh, what's up, mom? What? What's on the TV? Oh, boobs. Oh, thank God. Frank, it's just boobs. And then Andy comes in. <laughs> Tits, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> They're. Uh, they're cool. <laughs> Make sure you clean up after yourself, am I right? <laughs> yeah. Is that Lisa Ann? And then he like sits <laughs> down and is watching it with you. Oh, this is that one where she gets DP'd by Johnny Longfingers. And oh, I used to masturbate to this when I was your age. Can't believe she's still doing it, huh? Well, I guess I'll leave you to it. And then he leaves and then you go back to Rugrats. And then, and then I sit back. <laughs> <laughs> I sit back. And like have my, whew. maybe I'm too old for this. <laughs> ah, whatever. Tomorrow night, and then I switch back to Rugrats, and then you hear, <laughs> and then it's over. You you would be in uh, fully responsible for the creative direction. By yeah, the way. yeah. Like we would, like if we're actually gonna do this sketch, you're you're gonna have to be. Your your deadpan you is like. Unrivaled. I've always liked to do that. Like, um, and I apologize. Like on the first podcast, like I just met you, and <laughs> like starting the podcast, yeah, basically, right? And I, I deadpanned, um, pretending I didn't know what the X Files was. <laughs> yeah, and I was and, like, "You guys, you, you, Chris, you ever watched your X Files?" Yeah, yeah, and I'm and uh, no, I, and then I, you were like, "Isn't that a math show?" Yeah, because X being a variable right. in algebra. Yeah. No, I got gotcha. you. Uh, because I even wrote a show note. I was gonna like read off <laughs> the next week, but I didn't do it. But it said, uh, "Let me see. Let me bring it up here." Show note: 
I just want to apologize for pretending <laughs> to not know about the cultural phenomenon starring Gillian Anderson, Dave McDuckhubney, called The X-Files. I just want to say the truth is out there. <laughs> and we can play that. Well done. See, like that. <laughs> I know you deadpanned me about that, but like your response to it almost hurts more. <laughs> it's so good. Because I was at one of my favorite moments at work was I convinced every one of my coworkers, like one by one, that I didn't know who Chuck Norris was. <laughs> like, because they kept bringing in people, like, to explain that to them. They're like, does not know who Chuck Norris is. And they were just like incredulous. And they'd bring in someone else. And then I'd be like, yeah, I don't know. Who and they'd try to make a reference. And I'm like, are you talking about The Rock? Like Dwayne The Rock Johnson? Like, because I know who that is. That's so funny. And that was like one of my favorite. And then <laughs> I just try to do it until like I, I can't anymore. So and sometimes that's it. forever. And did you end it by being like, guys, I found out who Chuck Norris is. And they're like, holy shit. How? And you were like, he's the Bowflex guy, right? <laughs> Or was it the Ab Lounge? Which one was his? Uh, I feel like oh. all, th- all of them were. They're like, no. I mean, yeah, but no. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Same time next week? Dude, absolutely. <laughs>